Take it away, Derek. What's your question? Why do you guys talk about comics so much? Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? 18 years. <laughs> Toothbrush is still fresh. Did they have sex? Because, I mean, she Hulk, you know. Damn it, Tony. We went an entire episode without mentioning Maggot, and then you ruined it. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Batman's got his little fishbowl on his head, but <laughs> Superman doesn't. Cyclops was right. Except when he was wrong. Master Bruce, you are calm. I'm going to silently judge all of you. Shut up, beast. <laughs> Shut up. Like I've read it so many times, you know, it pretty much just crumbled in my hands. Come on, old chum. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read him? See, I didn't hate Hellcat until you made me read this miniseries. It was just a joke, but you made it real, Justin. No. You made it real. I, I prefer my Dazzler singing, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival songs at Australian bars. Titty discs. And... <laughs> That's what to be known as from now on. Like, I'm going to go into the Marvel Wikipedia and whatever it is. <laughs> the worst titty discs. <laughs> get better than that. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? They're creepy and they're kooky, stupid ass and spooky. They're all together ooky, the Moreland family. The Moreland family. Stupid. Dumb. Sparkly. The Moreland Family. Hey guys, welcome back to another web spinnerific episode of Fanholes Comics, motherfucker. Do you read them? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your spectacular hosts tonight, but I am not alone. I am joined by three, count them, three amazing fanholes. Why don't you give a shout-out and let everybody know who's here tonight? My spidey sense is tingling. Anyone call for a web-slinger? It's Mike. This is the superior, Justin. Hey, guys. You know when you do that, you're supposed to cross your arms and yell. Just make sure. <laughs> so we are here tonight in honor of the feature film release of Spider-Man Far From Home. And when we decided to get together to discuss some kind of comic book tie-in for the episode tonight, Spider-Geddon was banded around uh, amongst the fan holes, and so we, we did read, well, I think some of us read, I don't know, we'll find out as we as we talk about it, but some of us have read the entirety of the Spider-Geddon epic Spider-Verse-ish crossover. I guess it's kind of a de facto sequel to Spider-Verse, and, you know, I think some of the fan holes liked that, and some of us did not. So, so I guess we'll, we'll find out what we think of this crossover. I guess just to go into it, I, I think I'll just I'll read out this little blurb from the actual Spider-Geddon comics just to give people sort of a, a brief heads up on kind of what the basic plot line is. But basically, this is the little write-up at the beginning of some of the issues where it kind of goes into the details of what, you know, what the basic premise of Spider-Geddon is. Some time ago... The spider-powered heroes of many universes united in battle to defeat the Inheritors, a family of superhuman beings who fed on the life essence of spiders. The spider army triumphed, stranding their enemy on a radioactive planet and returned to their lives. The Inheritors waited. 
Then Otto Octavius, in his quest to become the predominant hero of San Francisco, used the Inheritor's cloning technology and unknowingly opened a door for them to return. Veterans of the First War for the Spider-Verse, also known as the Web Warriors, tried to warn him, but Otto refused to believe he had made such an error until it was too late. The Inheritors, Morlin, Verna, and their scientist brother, Genix, emerged from the cloning tanks. At less than full strength, the vampiric villains nevertheless overpowered and killed the bold Spider-Man Noir and the brave Spider-UK though Moreland immediately departed to hunt Peter Parker. The remaining web warriors will still be lucky to escape Genix and Verna with their lives. So yeah, anyway, this is just a brief write-up that doesn't kind of go into the entirety of the crossover, but I mean, I guess this started with a, a sort of prequel miniseries, as these things do these days, called Edge of Spider-Geddon, where we're introduced to a number of different either reintroduced or introduced to some new, like, spider universes. And then it kind of ran through a number of titles. There was the main Spider-Geddon book, which had a zero issue, and then it had five issues, and that's the main book. The fight between Peter Parker and Moreland took place in uh, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man 311 to 313. There was a tie-in to a book called Superior Octopus, there was other tie-in books such as Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, Spider-Force, Vault of Spiders, and am I missing anything? I don't think so. Oh, did I say Spider-Girls? Spider-Girls. Spider-Girls. Spider okay. Yeah. yeah. So And then so they, they ran through all those books as well. I did today read, I mean, I guess I had read Spider-Geddon Zero and Spider-Geddon Number One before this was ever suggested, but I never really got around to finishing any of this stuff and because we were going to discuss it today I actually read all like 18 chapters and kind of flipped through the little spider getting handbook for giggles and here we are I guess I, I I think I'll open it up to the other fan holes now but I mean Mike when were you reading like are you were you reading all this in real time pretty much or how, how were you coming across like spider getting yeah I was reading it in real time and like I, I just kind of you know Hey, like I wasn't really encouraged when I heard it was going to be a sequel to like Spider-Verse, but then I was kind of like encouraged when I was like, oh, like Christos Gage is writing like the main series and like, yeah, no, no, no. I was encouraged when I heard like Christos Gage was writing the main story and or at least like, you know, the script and like uh, it says like based on a story by Dan Slott and. Uh, I think, you know, that 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 kind of goes with how I've always figured it, that, that Dan Slott is a better idea man than he is an actual, like, writer. And, like, I think this this event kind of proves that because I generally, like, enjoyed it. Like, I liked it, like, a lot better than Spider-Verse. Like, I think Christos Gage is a good, like, judge of what will, like, what fans will respond to. And, like, he also likes to... I don't know, like band-aid and patch things that he thinks that like didn't go over well or, you know, just paper over cracks. And, you know, like I, I enjoyed this a hell of a lot more than Spider-Verse. And like, uh, I mean, we'll go into it with more detail, but I mean, even the tie-ins, like I, I, I actually really liked Spider-Girls and like I, I liked the uh, spectacular Spider-Man like tie-in with Peter fighting Moreland. So and like the others were, eh, I don't know, we'll get into it. But like in general, I really liked this. 
Cool, cool. What what about you, Justin? Like, were you reading this as it was coming out, or were you doing some some catch up like myself? And kind of what are your, I guess, initial thoughts? Like, kind of high level thoughts of of Spider Geddon in general. No, I, I was reading it. I was as it was coming out. I think I sampled some of the tie in miniseries, and I don't think I finished any of them. I wasn't crazy about them, to be honest. I, I like the main Spider Geddon like event book. Like I enjoyed that. See, like I guess I'm like the oddballs a bunch because I did like Spider Verse. I know you guys kind of poo poo at it sometimes. Like I know Tony's big criticism is the the Moreland family. They're kind of lame. I agree with that, but I just thought it was fun seeing all these different versions of Spider Man like teaming up and working together so when they announced a sequel i was like oh cool and kind of like mike you know christos gage being the main writer of it i was like oh that's a big plus in its favor well it should be it should be better than spider-verse even though i did enjoy spider-verse but yeah i uh i really enjoyed it when it came out again i just like seeing different spider peoples like teaming up and working together like especially web slinger the spider-man cowboy i want him to have uh more FaceTime if there's like a <laughs> another sequel. And I kind of want a Marvel Legends of him because I think that would be a cool toy. And then they can repurpose that into like Western heroes that I like, you know, like Rod Kid or Kid Colt or Two Gun Kid or something like that. I'm like, if we're going to fantasize, I would like to petition for that to at the very least be a legendary writer so he can come with his masked horse and that horse could then be repurposed for like Valkyrie or. Black Knight or, you know, okay. so, yeah. you know, like as a Pegasus yeah. or something like that. Like, like that, that's something I would think would be cool. So for this, I, I reread the main series. I read most of the minis. Like I kind of, well, I don't know. I, I think I lost my concentration on some of them. I did kind of like Spider-Girls, Spider-Force, eh, not so much. I did like the art in it. I kind of forgot to read that the one thing... Mike mentioned where Peter Parker fights Moreland, uh, the spectacular Spider-Man. I forgot to read that because I don't think that was on the list I looked at. So, but I remember I remember Mike talking about that when that was coming out, and I was like, oh yeah, I need to read that. And again, I forgot to read it, so I missed out on that one. So I know Tony and I are probably well. I mean, I, I think Mike wasn't too fond of Spider Verse either, but I mean, I think me and and Tony are probably the the strongest. Uh, spider-verse haters at least in the in the podcast right right at the moment but i mean i'm i am genuinely kind of curious like in terms of that and just in general like without going into you know i guess specifics like what what was your overview on spider getting tony like did you like it better than spider-verse do you still feel kind of grumpy about it like what was your take on this and and i guess to before we move forward too, I, I guess I just need to ask this because I don't know. Did you read the main miniseries only, or did you did you read some of the tie-ins as well? I did read Spider Force because I like Mike. I kind of have a fondness for Kane. He's basically the main character, kinda in that book. It's basically him and a Spider Woman from another universe who is Jessica Drew, but she has a kid now. No, and no, she's she's. She's the six foot six Jessica yeah. Drew. Yeah. Really? She's, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I know she's totally foreign to you, but that's that's how they write the comics these days. So she's not from another universe. That's the that's the actual 
Oh my gosh, I had a baby. Who's the father? I don't the, know. The, Ju- the Juno Spider Woman. Juno Spider okay. Woman is is what I like to call her. But yes, well, she she's, she's a real. Yeah, she's she's from the six one six. Okay. That being aside, yeah, I didn't read the main story. You know, Grumpy is as Grumpy does. There were some things I didn't like out of the Spider Verse original series. One of the couple of things I did like, I liked Spider UK, and they killed him. So thanks. He at least had a, he had a good death. He was pretty noble. He didn't like you know, he didn't go out without a fight. So I mean, I'll give him that. Spider Man Noir, I a Noir, I think uh, he had a good death too. But again, I like that character. And also, as far as like you know, the Larrys go, I was like, he was just in a movie. Like he just had a toy come out. You know, I had that kind of grumpy feeling. You have was like, yeah, no, no, that I I did think that was an odd choice for. I mean, I. I'll go on record as saying I think they're all pretty odd choices, and I'll, I'll go into detail later, but but I, I agree with that. I kind of think, like, maybe they want to introduce a more, like, Nicolas Cage-esque, like, Spider-Man noir eventually, so they, you know, got rid of the quote-unquote classic Spider-Man noir. Like, that was kind of my reasoning behind it, basically. I was like, wow, they killed him, and, and I was like, oh, maybe they're gonna, you know... Nick Nick Cage Spider Man Noir is gonna. Be- I had I had a thought about that. That's a lot more grandiose than what you're suggesting, but I'll I'll leave it till later in the podcast. Yeah, like yeah, some of those deaths did kind of bug me. Some of the characters I wasn't familiar with, I I know of Spider Punk because he has a toy, and apparently I did not know that he was Prowler. Basically, he's Hobie Brown. He's just not. Prowler in this universe. Well, in this series, I should say. I, I did think that, you know, we'll we'll go into the story as we go forward. I did think it seemed to go at a better clip. Like, Spider-Verse seemed to get kind of muddled at times. And, I don't know, it, it wasn't that it was a hard read, it was just like, hey, what are we doing now? And, I will say that the Superior Spider-Man, more or less being basically the co-star is basically him and miles morales are the are the heroes they each have their own separate team ock is more into kill them all because they they suck and they're going to kill us and miles is trying to be the more heroic like you know let's find another way and i I think they both come off pretty well i think they both come off as like you know cool heroes and there's going to be their moments as we go further speaking of toys i don't know if this one's been made yet i'm pretty sure it hasn't I actually kind of like the Superior Octopus outfit. I wouldn't mind a Marvel Legend of that. I thought that costume was kind of cool. I would think it's that not would long. be on a short list, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it wasn't long for the series, but he might be back to it. I don't know. And speaking of, and like I said, we'll go into this further on too, not only was there stuff that I did know that got patched up pretty decently and like, you know, kind of, as you said, Mike, you know, like put some, you know, put some contact paper over it and make the wall look pretty. There was stuff I was not aware of that was like, holy shit. And, you know, they do a pretty good job of trying to fix it. I mean, I'll go ahead and say the character's name because I know you and Justin are fond of him. And you probably have a take on it. I did not know Ben Riley had gone that fucking weird and, and bonko crazy. He was pretty tame in this series, actually. Like, his, like he had a full 25-issue, like, series written by Peter David over the last couple of years, and it, 
it sucked like it yeah. was bad like yeah. and it's funny because this seemingly takes place after that and it kind of totally ignores the ending of that series because at the end of that series like i forgot what happened eventually uh, uh, like uh, eventually because like i don't know it was something with mephisto and like ben riley lost his soul and then he like almost stabbed kane to death and he was like if i see you again i'll kill you like and then, like, that's how the series ended. But it, 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 when this begins, Kane's, like, totally fine. And, you know, when Ox, like, you know, when he's like, you know, I could go ask Ben Riley for help, too. Like, he's around. Like, they seem to have patched things up. And Ben Riley is, like, like not crazy anymore, I guess, in this area. Or, or he's, like, rel- he's, like, aware that he was crazy. Yeah, like, he's not as crazy as he was at the end of his series. And then, like, he kind of gets a, like, blank slate reset by the end of this, like, Spider-Geddon. So that's, I think that's, like, Christos Gage's, like, you know, Band-Aid patch for something that wasn't well-received, so. Yeah, and I, I will say that as far as, like, marketing, when I was talking about a noir, I, I don't blame them. I don't have a problem with it. I, I think Spider-Geddon also was basically another way for them to be like, hey, we're going to have a new Spider-Gwen, you know, series, you know, Ghost Spider or whatever. So they wanted to get that, you know, that tie-in goodness to 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 launch a... Yeah, like, her, her tie-ins were probably my least favorite, like, part of this whole event. Like, I, I don't know, like, it seemed, like, overly complicated, her, like, tie-in issues, like, where, you know, she went to some alternate reality and where she is the Green Goblin... And she had to meet all like the alternate versions of Peter and, you know, MJ and all that. And it wasn't even like tied in. She was just like doing something like a side quest. And then at the end, she kind of like gets back into the action. But yeah, she, she, yeah, she has her, she has her moment. I won't ruin it yet. We'll, we'll talk to, talk about it when it happens. Well, I mean, it, I, this is probably as best a time. I mean, I can just go into my own overview of there, there were things I liked about this. I mean, I agree. This was definitely better than Spider-Verse. I think because of that, I, I had some higher expectations for the level of patchwork that were not met. The The only other thing I'll say is I think having someone like Christos Gage write the Superior Octopus tie-in and Spider-Geddon itself is kind of a rude awakening from some of the other miniseries because it's interesting because you see somebody and this is kind of my overview and this is me accentuating what I think are the positives of at least the main storyline is you've got somebody who is not only doing a lot of nice continuity patchwork and you can see the the care and attention to detail just placed towards the universe as he's been handed it but I also just felt like he does a good job as treating these issues as the first time somebody's coming to it. Like thinking in the terms of, Hey, maybe somebody just watched enter the spider verse and they're checking this out for the first time. And they don't know every little detail and minutia about who these people are. And I mean, I'll, I'll go into it in, in more specifics, but I, I think in general, I think some of the other miniseries are kind of the, the modern, era of comics written where they depend on that little first page blurb and don't even bother to do any of that stuff. And I think it kind of shows because I mean, I'll just, I'll just point out like spider girls is fine. There's nothing really wrong with it, but speaking as someone who never read renew your vows, 
I didn't know what the fuck was going on, man. Like, they don't even tell you, like, I feel like they don't even bother to tell you the names, like, of the people half the time. And then with the, the kind of botched coloring job on Spinneret, which I don't know if they ever say her name or whatever, but like the, I, I and, and just correct me if I'm wrong, but Spinneret's the Mary Jane wife who has a costume, like the greatest American hero that gives her Spider-Man powers, right? I'm right about that? Yeah. Okay, so number one in the main miniseries, the coloring job's horrible because her hair's black, her hair's red, her hair's fucking purple and pink or what. I'm exaggerating, but it's a bunch of different colors. And then she's in like a Spider-Man blue and red costume one minute, and then it goes back to the costume she's supposed to have, which is like that white, red, kind of, I don't know, rainy, shiny, web looking thing or whatever and it's like so i mean some of those things to me were super confusing and then i i guess it just would have been nice if somebody like christos gage had just put a little i don't know like i i just i didn't know exactly you know i sort i felt like i had to sort of do the you know i i i pulled up my big boy shorts and started like reading like, okay, who are these people? What's going on? Like, but I, I honestly didn't know very much about it. By the time I did a little reading on it and then read the actual spider girl storyline, I kind of went, Oh, I guess, I guess Anna may Parker or Annie may Parker or whatever the, you know, see, I'm, I'm still not really clear on what her name is, but I'm pretty sure it's like, a pun. I'm pretty sure it's like, you know, anime, you know, anime, yeah, spi- uh-huh. spiderling, right, right. Spiderling. Right. Like, I, I mean, I kind of took her to be, the answer to say like Jonathan Kent in the, the, you know, Superman rebirth series. So I'm sure she's probably got her, her set of hardcore devoted fans and everything. This is the first time I read anything to do with her. And it would have been nice to just, I don't know, just, 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 just a little bit more effort into like, Hey, this, you know, I may not have read those, you know, I don't know, however many issues of that, I don't know if it's canceled or if it was just a miniseries or whatever the deal was, but I, I didn't read any of that, so I didn't know. So I mean, and and I think I think conversely, like the the Gage writing, like it was great. I hate those Moreland family fucks, but it was great. It was it was it wasn't as bad as a Claremont thing, but there were these great panels where they'd be like, "Dude, these are the inheritors. This is Genix," you know. And he had the little panel with his name by it, you know. And 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 then you you were like, there there was that other. Uh, there's another one. It was like bricks, Deimos, Bora, and I was like, "Great, now I know." It's like I don't know, like maybe that's just a simple thing, but for me, it meant a lot because it didn't. Even though these people have appeared in Spider Verse, even though I've read Spider Verse, like. It was just nice for somebody to be like, all right, you know, we accept that you don't retain all this stupid information. Like, here, just so you know, these are these guys. And it wasn't like a Claremont thing where you had to write, like, a paragraph and tell you all their superpowers. But at least it was good enough to where I kind of was like, oh, hey, okay, I, I kind of remember now. These are who these these idiots are, you know? So like, I, I appreciated that. And like I said, overall, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Are, are we, uh, I'm just checking with Justin cause I'm not sure, but are me and Mike, the only people who read edge of spider Geddon, like that prequel thing for this, or did you read that as well? Uh, I kind of elaborate it. So, okay. I, I just, I just, I figured I'd start there, like to get into specifics or whatever. Like I, I didn't mind the spider punk issue. I like 
the Spider issue just because I'm, you know, a self-proclaimed fan of the character. The the one with like, you know, Uncle Ben and Petey or whatever was all right. And then I did really like the art on the the fourth issue that introduced like Spider Norman because I, I kind of like Aaron Cooter. I think he did like an arc in action comics during like the New 52 that I really liked. And I, I do kind of like the art on that. I mean, the only real note I had on the miniseries was I, I kind of went like when when Kang the conglomerator had that line about because, you know, he, he basically in that he's he owns, quote unquote, spider punks trademark like in the far future or whatever and he talks about how he makes all this money off him on the video games and the movies and you know this and that and then he kind of goes in the comics but he's like uh well the comics don't really make that much and i was just kind of like that i guess uh, you know obviously that's true it's like this self-effacing self-defeatist little commentary here you know like kind of thing but you know i just kind of i don't know i had to kind of roll my eyes at that that one-liner or whatever and then the the other thing that i thought was kind of cool about that and uh, in that they they kind of tell him that he's going to die and like i just thought him having that pre-knowledge to me felt a little bit like and this would be kind of a a deep cut for some of y'all but like they, they kind of like i mentioned it before when we covered the one issue of shadow man on this show before but there's that notion where shadow man was told the date of his death so he kind of there's that aspect to it where he could be a crazy lunatic because he knew he was going to die in 1999 but he also knew he was going to die in 1999 so like i kind of i i i was hoping they'd do a little more with that but i mean i i thought that was an interesting notion at least to introduce in that that first issue and then i guess the, the only other thing that i just I don't know, maybe this is too judgmental or whatever, but, like, I I feel like I've talked about this before, but I thought that bit where, in Edge of Spider-Geddon 3, where they go out of their way not to translate Spanish as, like, a story point, like, I don't know, I get it, but then also I kind of feel like that's, like, a problem, like, where it's like, you can, you can... I mean, I get what they were going for, because it's like, I guess I'm supposed to be old Uncle Ben, who doesn't know what it means, and then when Uncle Ben finally catches up to what it means, then I learn about it, and if you are a fluent native Spanish speaker, you're supposed to be, like, you know, the Petey kid who gets it right off the bat, and then has that reaction to, you know, people like me that, that are like, you didn't understand that? What's the matter with you? You know, like type thing. But I mean, so I guess it's probably better that it was a story point. But I, I mean, I feel like th- there was something we read before where, or at least I looked at before where it was like, I feel like the entire issue was in Spanish. And I was just like, oh, this is pointless. I can't read it. You know, there's no, there's no point for me to read it. Right. So anyway, but th- th- those were kind of my thoughts on Edge of Spider-Geddon. Did you have any like specifics on that, Mike? Not really. I mean, it was it was okay. I don't think like any of the new Spider-Men they introduced this time really like stuck with me. Like I think Spider-Norman was kind of interesting. Like he kind of like fucks off for a sequel or whatever by the end of this like he, series. Like, but he kind of felt like a, a like the Spider versus version of the Maker. You know, like the Ultimate Reed Richards yeah. who went like nutballs or whatever. Like that's kind of what he seemed like to me. Like, he, but... he kind of gave me Owlman vibes. Mm. 
Yeah, no, I could I could see that. But I, I was I was kind of like and instead of doing like anything super interesting with him, it's like he's kind of more set up for a sequel or maybe to become like, you know, superior Spider-Man's nemesis or something like that. But like, yeah, I, like I, I thought he had potential and like he had, you know, there were some good scenes where, you know, he interacted with the rest of them. But and like, you know, his his reality was interesting, like where, you know, Harry was against him and, you know, Peter had died and stuff like that. But and yeah, like, you know, Uncle Ben and Petey and uh, uh, who else was there? Um, Yeah, there was an SPDR story. And then who was the what was in the first issue? The first issue was Hobie. That was that oh, whole yeah, edge of Spider Punk. You know, Spider Punk yeah. kind of fighting with, with Kang. Yeah, like and, I think. And then, I... and then they had like that punk version of the Hulk and the punk version of Captain America yeah. and all that. Like Spider Punk never really stuck with me, so I think I kind of like you know sped read that. Like I didn't really like pay a lot of attention to it. Like, but I mean, they were okay. Like they they you know I don't I don't think I took more notice of Edge of Spider Verse than I did of the rest of the event. But you know, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't Christos Gage written, so they didn't exactly do a, a bang up job at filling you in on who these people were if you didn't really know. But I, I mean, mostly it was one of those kind of setup series to where they they were introducing characters that were going to be recruited in the upcoming main series and showed you characters that you sort of had familiar, supposedly had familiarity with doing the recruiting, you know, it's like, you know, I think like Spider-Ham comes and gets, you know, Spider and, you know, it, you know, the, 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 it was like, I guess, you know, Hobie eventually is the one who, who recruits Spider-Norman, which I was like, I don't know that that's such a good idea, Spider-Hobie, you know, <laughs> that might, that might not be a good idea, but yeah, so, I, and you know, what's funny is reading that first, like, I, I really questioned that, but then later I was kind of like, oh, I see, it's that, you know, Tony kind of briefly went into this, but the, the, the main Spider-Gannon miniseries has that divide between the the heroic characters kind of like it, it reminds me a lot of avengers galactic storm you know where they're all like yelling at each other over whether or not to kill the supreme intelligence and stuff and iron man had his crew of guys and cap had his crew of guys and cap was doing the mister we don't kill big floaty green heads and iron man's like fuck this let's go kill him you know or whatever and then they they go off and, and do it anyway and and like that's kind of what it felt like to me you know superior uh spider-man or doc ock or whatever is kind of like you know you guys were a bunch of nimrods you let them live the last time so of course it's going to come to bite you in the ass now and then you had this other set of you know characters that were led by miles which were kind of you know oh we we don't want to use killing as as our means of ending the threat and and so i guess like it's interesting because hobie's character is basically like i'm kind of on doc oxide on this so then i guess in retrospect that made going back to that edge of spider getting issue four make a little more sense to me whereas i was like majorly questioning like why would you recruit a norman osborne like that just seems like it's ripe with trouble but then then when i was thinking about it like their their mandate was like recruit people that we can you know assume won't have moral dilemmas over actually like ending the morland family and so when you put it in that context you're like oh yeah an osborne probably 
wouldn't have much moral compunctions over, you know, ending the Moreland family's existence, right? So then I went, oh, okay, well, that, when you put it in that light, then it made a little more sense to me. Especially by any means necessary. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like the fact that the way that they did autoing this, because me, me and Justin were actually talking about Superior Spider-Man last night, and we were talking about, like, he, he was informing me of, like, you know, stuff I wasn't aware of or stuff I forgot. I, I forgot about the uh, the the smaller woman that he had uh, a little affair with. A little affair. <laughs> you know, and like how he is he was basically Peter Parker when he was of uh, the when he was doing it for the first go around is like the just was like, yeah, and Peter's just kind of okay with it now. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh like I don't think you or Derek has read this, but like an amazing Spider-Man eight hundred when Norman Osborn got the carnage symbiote, like he went off to kill Aunt May and like Otto showed up and like protected her and like got his ass kicked and until like Peter showed up to like take him away. So yeah, Peter kind of said like, like Otto, like you and me, we're good. Like you, you, you know, you almost got killed protecting May and like now we're good. And like, I don't know, like whether you agree with that or not is another thing, but that's why like they're all like kind of okay with him now. Yeah, he, he mentions that in the actual, I'm pretty sure he mentions it in the main miniseries, like, he made reference to it. There was no editorial, like, go read Amazing Spider-Man 800, but I, I remember him saying that, so I assumed, I mean, I, I even though I didn't read the story, I knew enough from Gage's expository dialogue to figure out that Ock at some point had saved Aunt May's life. I didn't know the details of that it had to do with Red Goblin or whatever. I had no idea about that. But yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like we can, you know how I always joke. I mean, like, you know, but just just because Ock is like a good guy now and he's sorry about trying to melt, right, melt right. half the planet or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but. Right, right. Uh, your, your mileage may vary, yeah. But, but, but well, that's what I was going to say is, you know, how Gage like you know, wrote him in this. He, he was definitely an asshole at some points. He was definitely, you know, stubborn and, you know, pretty much auto. But there was definitely moments where, you know, I don't know if you want to call it redemption, but he was he was definitely attacking the problem in a not villainous way. There's a uh, part in the main series where he gives Ben over to the Moreland family. And I genuinely thought like he was sincerely turning against them because like I mean he has yeah. this he has this huge ego and this huge issue with like Ben and Ben being the jackal and he's like my cloning technology is superior to yours. I mean like that's what started this whole mess in the first place. Like he thinks he's superior to everyone, even like Ben who took over the mantle of the jackal and was doing all this clone nonsense. Like he he thinks he's better at that. So, like, I was like, okay, that makes sense that he would totally betray them and give Ben over to them for no other reason just because to get him, like, out of his hair. Like, I totally bought into that. And when it turned to be a fake out, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I was, I was like, okay, you got me. Like, that was, uh, you know, you pulled the wool over my eyes, and I appreciated that because I totally thought that's where that was going, you know. Yeah, and, well, there was, there was like, another, another one of the nice scenes I liked was the the teams were kind of going at each other again and even miles was getting like really kind of shitty with Otto, and, and Otto was being a dick you know and they're like in the middle of a of a back and forth and miles is just like you know what no you're right i'm sorry and he's like what and he's like listen 
like, why don't we do this? Like, he, he was like, oh, we'll go get some more spider people with people who are, not, who are necessary to your scientific endeavor. You guys work on the uh, scientific part. It's called a compromise. And that way we could maybe get something done that'll help bring me to the situation. And even Otto was like, that's really mature. Cool. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I, I, oh, good. I think I just, I just want to chime in. I, I think that's one of the few moments I felt was earned for Miles. But I, I do kind of feel like there's some aspect where, you know, they, they kind of, I don't know. I, I felt like they overdid things, like where they're like, you, you need some fan aura? Like, here's some fan aura. <laughs> you know, and they just dumped well, like everything in the kitchen sink in his lap. But, I I guess my point though was like Tony pointed out a really good sequence and that all came from him as a character. It wasn't like he was borrowing it from somebody else. It was that was all him and that was a good scene. What do you think about like I I don't think it was bad but you're talking about it was earned between him and Otto. I I thought the PS4 Spider-Man just being all over Miles' nuts was a little too much. He's like, you're totally a leader. You're, like, great. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, that that's the part that, that's, like, I mean, they, they, they really, really had to, I mean, they were especially pushing that. I guess, to me, like, my question would be, because I, I know Mike and Justin at least are keeping up with the Spider-Man books more than you and I are, Tony. Yeah. So my question would be, like, to them, like, is is him being the leader of this team of you know the the I guess the 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 morally conscious team of Spider Verse people like you know I'm I'm quoting but nobody can see me do the air quotes morally conscious um, air quotes um, but is him being the leader of the the Spider Verse guys like do you do you feel like that's earned for you guys or do you feel like that comes out of left field like as as somebody who's been following the books more than me and Tony has? I kind of feel like that's earned especially like okay. in reading like his current series like there was a really nice arc with miles and the rhino that i really liked and at first you think oh they're gonna do the typical thing and fight because like rhino's kind of calling him like young 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 spider kid he's like get out of here like oh i thought you were the real spider-man you're just a little spider like get out of here and so you think they're gonna have this big usual comic book fight but then like Miles starts talking to the rhino and it turns out they're both investigating the same like case like they both had someone close to them kidnapped and they end up working together and I mean it sounds weird but they have a lot of like really nice and sweet like character moments between each other like I, I don't know I just thought that was really refreshing like Miles was very compassionate towards the rhino whereas I feel like maybe Peter will depend on who's writing Peter like Peter may have uh you know, lost his temper or didn't he, maybe he wouldn't have like gave Rhino the time of day and would just start punching him because of their history. But I don't know. I kind of, I kind of see Miles like, you know, taking that mile high road and like wanting to find a solution other than killing these people. Like, I think that's totally earned. Yeah. Like my, in the even last the, few years, he's to like, Oh, sorry. Well, in the last few years, it's like Miles has like evolved a lot. And like, I think it's part of the reason I actually really like him now. Like when when he started, he was like, you know, in the ultimate universe, he was a replacement for Peter. 
And like, you know, I, I, I had no interest in that. But now like that he's in, you know, the 616 universe and he's working with Peter. He's basically like Peter's Dick Grayson almost now. <laughs> Kinda, and, like, yeah, yeah. and like, you know, like Derek, you always like to say how Dick Grayson is like a better leader than Batman and stuff like that. Yeah, That's kind of yeah. what Miles is now. Like he he's more, you know, personable, like ps4 spidey like talks uh, you know about the miles in his universe and like i watched like the games like cutscenes and stuff and the miles in that game is is kind of like ultimate miles where he's like you know like 13 or 14 years old and he's like you know just a kid and he's like you know young and inexperienced and stuff but like this miles has now had like a lot like under his belt so he's kind of like i kind of do feel like it was all earned because like he's you know that he's he's been on a journey the last few years and it's starting to like you know really show uh i get like he's he's almost like he's not quite there but he's almost like at nightwing status now like so so then i guess i guess then if for for me at least like i i don't have that uh you know experience reading on a you know whatever on a regular basis and, and seeing the character's journey but i i think my reaction my initial reaction to him having say the 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 captain universe powers and then using like sword vigor at the end like was just kind of like what's next we're gonna give him fucking thor's hammer and he's gonna start pissing fucking infinity stones like what i was like what else like what (laughs) other power-ups can you possibly give this kid like i'm like i get it he's cool he's cool i believe you like you know you don't need to fucking convince me anymore but you know i don't know that that was just my gut reaction to some of that stuff see like I, I kind of thought like it was like a Gohan like moment for Miles kind of. Mm. So I thought it was like, you know, pretty much like Justin said, like totally earned. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, the, the way Spider-Verse and Spider-Gen, both of them do one thing very slim, similar to each other is even if you don't like the Moreland family, like me, anything, they're kind of lame. Oh, God, they make them so like. I don't, you know, I don't even know if they're overpowered, but they're just, they're doing all these terrible things to people, you know, they're sucking their life force and everything. So, for like, four issues, they get their ass kicked. So, with the issue five, you know, like, I'm okay with him being Cosmic Spider-Man and, and, and swinging the, you know, sword vigor and you know well at least at least they found the the unipower and then he was the one who mouthed off at it so then i guess that leads to him being the one who's worthy enough to wield it which i suppose is fine but then even though it's a cool moment i just i don't know it it was weird for me like any it, it felt like to me like part of the the patching was so that Leopardon and Takuya would not be so choted in this version, and he's not. That was a good thing. That was a good thing. Yeah, and and he's not, and that's good. But then I also felt like the the you know end of the first X Men movie or like Cloud in the Final Fantasy movie, where it's like, oh, so. Takuya is just a stepping stone for Miles to beat up the bad guy. Like, and, and that's one of those things that's like a pet peeve of mine, like no matter what. And it's just kind of like, and the other thing too is, so anybody w- with enough power can wield that sword. And then it's really the sword that they needed, not 
not the Japanese man from another dimension, right? And I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Like that kind of, that kind of butt hurts me just a little. Well, they, they kind of do that throughout the whole series, though. Like when Ak is first talking to Takuya, he's like, you know, it's like you should go for Sword Vigor or whatever. He should go for your final move. It's like what? I, I never, you know, lead with that. It's like it'll end the battle quicker. We can get out of here. And then, you know. He does it, you know, he kills the whatever kaiju with uh, the sword vigor attack. And he's like, hmm, I may do this more often. You know, it's like, I, I think it was a double-layered kind of meta thing, because as we all know, watching Sentai or, you know, what have you, they never use their ultimate attack in the start of a fight. You know, they always power up or, you know, it's like, you know, we, we need Megazord sword power now, you know, like in America. And, like, you know, it was kind of breaking that fourth wall a little bit, whereas, like, dude, just do your most powerful thing first. Get over with, you know? Someone, I saw someone suggest that that was actually another, like, Christos Gage continuity patch for, like, the Supita Man series, where don't they, like, run out of footage, like, eventually, and they just keep using, like, they, stuff? They, they've, ne yeah, they've never, they never had other footage. Like, that's the whole point yeah. of that, was they, 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 they lost the the suit basically so it was like they they only had the footage of him swiping sword vigor so basically like every i mean if you watch my video on it like i mean every single fight it's just the same exact footage like so they, they couldn't end it any other way he, he does the same like two or three things culminating in sword vigor and then the the reason why he has to throw the sword instead of doing something different is because they only have the footage of him throwing there's no other footage of that leopardon doing anything else so the the whole point is every episode ends with the sword being thrown at whatever bem monster there is and then it explodes it so basically it's a footage of the sword being thrown and then the monster getting stabbed with a sword and going Aah! and then blowing up. So that's and yes, that makes that sword all powerful. But yeah, I mean, I you know, it's like those are those are definitely meta jokes. I mean, those are like funny bits where he he talks to him and he's like, oh, you should totally lead with the sword. You know, like, a, you know, he's like a waste of time. Take my advice. Takuya, lead with the sword. Like that's that's a funny bit. And it, it is in its own way, you know, either meta commentary or even in some ways, like you're saying, maybe maybe a patch on on, you know, uh, uh, clear, you know, unfortunate shortcoming of the the show itself. Yeah. And I mean, hey, at least at least if you like the man, he does get to say, don't you know that I am hell's emissary? So, I mean, hey, we get that. You know? Yeah. I kind of like I was when I first read that in the final issue, like I was kind of scared that like, oh, man, did Takia get like, killed off screen? Because then like you next see like the guy who was fighting him like on his own. And I was like, oh, crap, did he just like die off screen? But then, you know, he shows up later after Miles uses like sword vigor on Solace and he says like, you have to cross your arms like after using it. And, you know, Miles is like, oh, I'm just trying not to think about how I, you know, just squash that guy with the sword. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody knows this. I was I was kind of curious about that with uh, Leopardon and, and Takia. Like, even though it's Spider-Man, it's Marvel, like, Leopardon it would still be Toei, I would imagine. So is there maybe some kind of agreement of, like, okay, you can use, like, you know, Takuya, you know, in your little comic book crossovers, but he can't die. 
No, no, there's no agreement. They own it. It's Spider-Man. Okay, okay. You forgot the real reason why Miles is cool. He gave Molecule Man a hamburger. <laughs> yep. That's true. Uh, that's true. That 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 would be one of the few instances where I I I read Miles and and felt like he uh, he earned his moments. So he did he did totally hook up Owen Reese with some hamburger from his pocket. So in Spider Verse, we seem to get introduced to a lot of characters who, even if they didn't kind of go on to do great things, they were pretty important in that comic. Like I said, you know, Spider UK and some various other ones. But like in this one, they seem to lean heavily on six one six characters because like. Yeah, like, you know, we had PS4 Spider-Man. He's kind of cool. Yeah, we had, you know, Takuya. And, yeah, we had Spider. And, you know, we had a couple of these characters. But they didn't really seem to kind of flesh them out. Because kind of like what, what Derek was saying, you know, Hobie, like, after his solo issue, it, like, in the main book, he doesn't really do a whole lot. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, but I I guess, you know, like... It is like I, I I actually liked that because it it was you know it should be focused on the six one six guys I guess and like all these other guys are like you know from other universes and you know guest stars and I mean I think most a lot of them got like a moment at least or oh yeah 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 I mean a lot but like me and Derek were saying like Leo Pardon and Takuya didn't get choked he wasn't just like fucking you know oh my robot explode bye you know so. I think this analogy will will only make sense to sports people who live in Los Angeles, but I feel like the 616 that Tony's talking about is like fair weather sports fans in LA where it's like normally they'd never fly the Lakers flags on their cars, but when the Lakers are winning, even all the posers come out of the woodwork and start flying their Laker flags, you know, to like show like, oh, we to yeah, we're we're totally in support. And I, I kind of feel like a lot of people just move to the six one six. You know, it's like my I don't know that that's what's weird. It's like my, now Miles is considered part of the six one six, right? Like so, it's like, but to me, I'm kind of like, well, but he, I mean, he sort of came from the Ultimate Universe, but now he's living in the 616 so like i'm like does that really count as like 616 represent but then they have that little scene where they're like 616 you know or whatever at the at the end of it or whatever and i was just kind of like hmm like because i guess that i don't know like i i don't know what i'm trying to say about it but it's just it, it just seems like it's it's not necessarily i mean they're kind of inheriting some of that like or or even to tony's example like to, to tony had no clue that that jessica drew was from the 616 but she is so like it, i guess basically like like your 616 and my 616 you know like the, it, it, it's like your mileage may vary i guess as far as that goes you know like what what someone's expecting and what they're not expecting yeah yeah because like pete our pete you know he he's really not a big part of the actual main crossover. He's fighting Moreland for like. Well, yeah, that that that's what's interesting. They can have this huge ass Spider-Man crossover without Spider-Man, and you know, there's an argument to be made that that Spider-Man is not any one Spider-Man. I mean, does that make sense? Like, I mean, they keep saying that that's the same Spider-Man that that Moreland fought and lost to four times in a row, but. 
when I see that Spider-Man, I mean, he's not, I mean, he's getting a little more recognizable as the Spider-Man I knew, but I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like, oddly, like, I I, I mean, I could look at the Renew Your Vow Spider-Man and feel like that seems more like the Spider-Man I knew than, than the the main guy you know like well like like, if you're talking about that like let me just say like that that spectacular spider-man tie-in like i really liked that like and i I hate morlin as a bad guy and i think that whole fight was like an extended like takedown of morlin like both verbally and physically and like like I, i i loved the part where he stabbed Morlin in the eye because he was like, that's for like taking my eye out and the fucking other or whatever. And, you know, I loved when he like gave him that speech at the end where he, he was basically saying like, you're a terrible villain and like, you're awful. <laughs> like, and you suck. Like you're basic, you're, you know? And like, I, I don't know. I, I like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hated that. That's the dumbest fucking thing ever. <laughs> you basic. I'm sorry. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the other, I, I do remember that storyline before the whole Spider-Verse thing, because like, that was like a late 90s story where, yeah, Peter got turned into a spider and all that. It's hard to late, believe that more Late 90s. Proud. It was like in 2008, I think. <laughs> really? I thought it was like earlier than that. The Other is a comic book crossover story arc published by Marvel Comics from October 2005 to January 2006. Tony's Tony's making stuff up. No, I remember the story. I just I don't I've got the wrong time. Okay. I haven't read Spider-Man continuously for a long time, so there you go. But yeah, like Morlin's like ten years old. That's crazy. Like the other thing never really came up too much though. Like Otto goes to Kane, he's like, you know, I you know, if you were the guy who delivered a, a pretty, you know, killing, you know, shot in Spider-Verse, you did like, you know, the other thing. He was like, I don't have it anymore. And then, you know, it, it comes up once or twice. And now this is definitely for whoever knows. I don't know. There's a, a scene at the end of the book where it says Peter Ben Parker, Peter B. Parker, which, like, the only one I'm really familiar with in recent times is the one from Spider-Verse, who's like the, you know, older Parker, like, you know, possibly late 30s, early 40s. That's Mayday's dad. Like okay. he, di- he died in Spider-Verse, so, like, it, they're saying, like, he's the new other. So, so like, skunk, skunk-haired goatee Peter is a come out of the, the grave and yeah. the other, I guess. Which I think is another, like, Christos Gage, like, patch, like, you know, salve, like, mm. you know, for stuff that people didn't like, yeah. Yeah, trying. See, okay, th- th- I-, I was going to ask you a different series of questions about Peter Parker, but this is a good opportunity to go into my thoughts on this. Like, I don't think that's enough. Like, like it's good that it happened. Like, I like some of the patches that they made. I think Spider-Verse ruined Spider-Girl as a character. Like, so I'm glad that they're trying to course correct that, but... I was kind of secretly hoping, you, you know, at the end when when they say like, because she's the what do they call her the 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 web fucking whisperer the or whatever the fuck Spider Man supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maker. Okay, the pattern, the pattern maker, right? Like when <laughs> when she just... mentions something and then and then and then Otto's like, this will totally like correct a, a grave injustice and then it turns out all they do is turn them into beyonder babies i was like <laughs> oh man i was like i was like i was majorly let down because i thought i thought course correct oh fucking sweet they're gonna resurrect 
all the spider people that they fucked over in the last crossover and everyone who died in this crossover. I thought the cavalry, like when, when Peter Parker comes back with like, you know, cowboy Spider-Man and all these other people, I thought it was going to be like everyone like, and fix them. So like, Spider-Man and Miss Miss Amazing Friends, they weren't shot in the head anymore. Host of Spider-Man, he was fine. Like, Mayday's dad is fine. Like, all the... I thought they were going to, like, really, really fix it. Like, because they want to make this franchise of fucking Sony movies, and they don't need a bunch of dead motherfuckers to do it. That's what I was secretly hoping, and and it didn't happen. So that that's that's what I was alluding to earlier when I said my thought was much more grandiose. And I don't even care if it didn't make much sense. I just would have been happy if if you could, they just sort of undid you could it all. You kind of take it that way because, like, in the group of Spider-Men that like like start fighting the Inheritors, you can see House of M Spider-Man and like Spider-Man Unlimited, and they pretty definitely died yeah. in Spider-Verse. So. Yeah. Maybe they're different hmm, timeline okay. versions. Well, if, if that's or, but... mm, if if that's the case, I don't I don't think it was clear enough. But but I mean, or or if 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 or maybe if Christos Gage didn't have the like editorial go ahead to do it, maybe he he kind of did it on the sly so that nobody would notice, and then later when that regime checked out they'd say like oh yeah that's what that meant you could you could even see andrew garfield spider-man and that giant like you know thing i I think i actually i think he's coming out of the portal and and you can see tom holland spider-man in one scene too but like i guess like they couldn't like use them like in full view right right so I guess just going back a bit to the Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man, there there were things I liked about that. I mean, even though I, I still think it's, like, kind of a funny thing where it's, like, Spider-Man's a tie-in in his own quote-unquote crossover, like, type thing, because he really had not, like, basically, they effectively proved you can tell a Spider-Man crossover without the main Spider-Man, which I think is, like, damning on, like, Spider-Man, like, the current Spider-Man as he is that you can have a crossover without him, because he must not be... I mean, I know you guys were saying, like, maybe Nick Spencer has been trying to course-correct a lot of that stuff, but I I still feel like it's, like, one of those things that's, like, sad in, you know, the realm of comics that, like, Spider-Man's not even good enough to be in his own crossover, or interesting enough, or whatever. But, having said that, there were aspects of this I found really interesting, that, that three-part thing. And one of the things that I meant to read before we got on this, but I just didn't have time to, were, there were two things I didn't know about because I haven't been reading this. I was like, when did Spider-Gwen get a symbiote? So I looked that up but didn't get a chance to read it. And then the other thing was, when the hell did J. Jonah find out that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? And I looked that up too, and I just didn't get a chance to read it. But I thought that was like probably the most interesting part of this, you know, that he calls up Jonah and and gets help from him to get the, you know, the spider watch and all that other stuff. So I thought all that stuff was really interesting. The thing I wanted to ask you guys, like Mike and Justin, is, and this might be a weird question, but like, who is Jonah Jameson right now? Like, what exactly is his standing in the community? Like, is is he back to being a newspaper editor? Is he still the former mayor? Is he the mayor? Like, what's his... Standing I think he just exactly. has like a radio show now. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. He's a radio show. Okay, so the reason the reason why I asked that is the one thing I thought was super duper awkward about that entire thing is I get that Jonah's out there to help him. But like I was like why the fuck are the SWAT guys listening to Jonah? Like I thought I thought it was like I was watching fucking Arrow where the SWAT guy was like Okay, Oliver, I'll do what you say, Oliver, or I'll do what you say, J. Jonah, but I don't have to like it. And I was just like, why? why? Like, because every time Spider-Man, you know, every time Peter's like, oh, hey, Jonah, the, the SWAT guys are getting in the way. I don't want them to get hurt. Like, pull them back and get them to trank these guys. And then Jonah's like, okay, you heard them, guys. Like, pack it up. Like, we're going to go trank them later. And I was just like. What, why are they, why did they come because of a civilian call and why are they listening to like to me I'm like if he's not the mayor then he's a fucking civilian and if he's a civilian like I don't understand why they were listening to him at all like that that part of the story I thought was I mean I don't mean to poke you know but to me I thought that was like a huge plot hole unless that you're trying to say like, oh, he was the former mayor, so he's got some kind of clout, and then they listen to him because of that. But other than that, I I kind of found that aspect of it just you know convenient for the sake of convenience. But that that was it. But I mean, you know, other than that, like I mean, I I do see what you're saying. Like I I mean, you know me, I'm not a fan of Moreland. I think he is stupid. I'm glad he got taken down a few pegs. The other thing I thought was funny, though, was what was going through my head the whole time is if he's so mad at Spider-Man for taking him down, maybe he should have, like, swam to Wakanda and, like, tried to get vengeance <laughs> on Black Panther, too. Because I know I know Black Panther made him look like a stupid bitch as well, which I was super happy about. So I was like, I don't, you know, I, I, I have no love for Moreland. Like, but I just I just thought that line was like, like, are you guys serious? Like, the. I don't know. That that just seemed like, dude, that's going to that's going to date that story like fucking I don't know, like a $2 I, I bill, like you know, like if you just... can if you can defend Deadpool saying totes a may may, I can defend Spider-Man saying you bait. So. <laughs> no, but you know, even if that dates it, like the general sentiment is like I, I felt that was like the writer saying like Moreland, you have terrible motivations, yeah, but, yeah, you know, you're okay. a terrible villain. Okay, then that's fine. You can like it. You that, but the, my one last thing I'm going to say about that is: remember when they used to do those scans where they would like rewrite the pages, and then they wrote like funny ass shit to like explain like the Nick Fury origin or whatever. Like they rewrote some of the pages just to be funny. Like that's what that felt like to me. Like it wasn't a real comic. Like somebody had just rewrote the scene to be for yucks or something. Like so. That was the other thing that sort of took me out of it. But that that's the last thing I'm gonna say about I know. that. And but all like it. the other thing I'll say is like like I, I like I'm starting to like I, I know what you mean by like, you know, imposter like Spider Man or, you know, Peter Parker doesn't feel right to you. But like I think he's like by a few orders of magnitude feeling a lot closer to like real Spider Man than he was like under slot. Like like he's not you know, he's getting his ass kicked by Moreland, but he's never like, you know, panicking or like, you know, begging for his life or like just looking like a like wussy or anything. Even when like Jonah and Miles like step in to help him, he's still like it feels like even though he's getting his ass kicked, he still has control of the situation. And like, you know, even when, you know, crazy shit like, you know, they get fall into the bear, you know, habitat or whatever. And he has to, like, kick the bear away, too. Like, he's, you know, he's still making jokes. You know, he's still just basically, I don't know. It, it felt more like Spider-Man 
than like it, he has felt in the last like decade. So, do you think that was more meta commentary? I didn't read the Spectacular Spider-Man, but like when the cavalry arrives, Peter is kind of busted up. He's got like you know some a bandolier, and he's like his mask looks more like a train robber mask. He's like, yeah, Miles, it looks like we did. He's like, uh, uh, hey, dude, like you know, like. Don't just say my name out in public, you know. I don't know what kind of post-apocalyptic future you came from. It's like, dude, it's me, Peter. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I don't know what kind of Mad Max, like, you know, alternate timeline you came from. He's like, it's no, I'm your Peter. Yeah, I'm this Peter. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, but, no, I, I, like, I, 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 I just really enjoyed that. And I, I think, like, you know, when P- Peter Parker like when he gets home and he like he's all beaten up and he collapses into bed and then Gwen shows up and he's like we still need your help and he just gets back up like that's like a Spider-Man moment you know you get beaten up and then he's you know he stands up again basically so like I I I really liked that like tie-in and like I guess you know even though he wasn't part of like the main story until the end like I guess you know they wanted to give him a you know Moreland if Moreland's family is a bunch of you know stupid idiots then Moreland's like, you know, the the main like stupid idiot, I guess. Like all all the Moreland's <laughs> Yeah, the Moreland's family are all offshoots of him. So like Moreland's the venom and they're all like carnage and the six like separation anxiety assholes or whatever. So at least like, you know, Peter got to fight the main like guy or whatever. So like and I guess that's what they were going for. And and Miles beat up King Cold and everyone was happy <laughs> and rejoiced. Yeah, it's true, but that he hit a giant sword, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know, I, I guess I have some other funny notes. Okay, I'm just wondering, like, like Spider-Ham refers to himself as Bacon Buddy. And I'm just kind of like, isn't that like calling yourself a Dahmer treat or something? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So, anyway, I thought that was weird. I just thought I wanted to mention that. I, the other thing I thought was weird is, dude, was Master Weaver in love with Spider-UK? Like, did anyone else get that vibe? I guess, like, they're... Like, Spider-UK's reality was destroyed, so he has to live there, basically. Yeah, so they've been they've been like living together, right? Like, so yeah, I just yeah, so it it did come off like that, yeah. I I I don't know if it's for real or not, but it totally felt that way, like that that like a loved one had been killed or something. So I I don't know. That's that's what I felt like. And oh, and then here's my other thing: is man, of course, Colin Bunn would come up with Spiders Man, who I thought was really dumb. See, now that this is the other thing that I was going to get into is okay. I'm butthurt that, like, classic alternate universe version of Spider-Man that I grew up with in my childhood, even if it's as dumb as, like, the host of Spider-Man, got killed by the Moreland family. But it's like, if you make up a series of red shirts, like, to me, I'm kind of like, like, number one, I feel like they kind of jumped the shark with all these alternate spider spider ma'am, like, Spider-Ma'am is, like, jumping the shark, right? Like, for me. She's yeah. she's from a what-if, though. Is she? Yeah. Okay. She's from, like, or maybe a what-the. Like, I know she existed before this. Okay. I don't know. Like, I, I felt like some of that stuff was, like, like to me, it felt like, like stretching. I don't know. It, it stretched my kind of tolerance, I think. But, like, the other thing, too, was I was just kind of like, Spider's man? Did he come from somewhere else? 
Wasn't I was going to ask you actually because wasn't there a character named Spider's Man in Earth X? Oh, like he wore a robe. Like he wore a robe, and he was like he, he kind of had the same kind of powers. Like, see, the name sounds familiar. I was wondering about that because it's like Spider's Man. I'm like, well, if it's Alex Ross, then I still think it's stupid. But we'll 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 see. Let's see. I don't yeah, like I because I remember seeing concept art for maybe he just wasn't even the story, it was just concept art, but like I, I know I've seen like a wizard article well, where like I was like Spider's this, Man. Like, according you know. to the Marvel Wiki, this version of Spider's Man appeared in Spider Geddon. But then there's another version called Spider's Man from Earth X as well, but they're not the same character yeah i guess i i figured it wouldn't be but like i i was just like i i know that concept has existed before yeah but... so it's like it's like i guess they swiped it or whatever i guess my point is if they just made up that version of spider's man like couldn't you just see a cool to me a cool thing was if he's if you know speaking of your basic if spider's man is a basic bitch red shirt like then treat him as such. Like, see, I, I, I kind of wish, like, some of these characters, like, these these new ones, like, you know, were made just to exterminate them so that more classic characters didn't have to be exterminated. Like, I could see a scene where, like, Spider's Man, like, burst into a bunch of little spiders and the Moreland family just, like, steps on them or eats them or whatever. Like, and... That would I I think I would be okay with that. Like I mean, it's like what's his face? I don't even know if this is an existing person or not. But that that whole John Jameson Spider Knot astronaut guy, like I thought he was kind of cool, but they kind of killed him pretty quick. You know? Yeah, Astro Spider. Yeah, Astro Spider or whatever. You know? <laughs> like you know? And then and then the other thing that I thought was weird was like I kind of thought like. I know Tony was joking about this, but I mean, I kind of thought Spider Force was going to be like a Wetworks Black Ops team of Spider-Men. And then when it kind of wasn't, I was kind of like, one, I was kind of disappointed. And I was like, dude, what's with uh, Spider-Not-So-Bitch? Like, because she's like super kind and nice in that for some reason. Yeah, she was, yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out Spider-Kid because I was like, he looked kind of like the Amalgam version. Which was, you know, Superboy and Spider Spider-Man. But he obviously didn't act like it. It's, it's not him. And like they, they were doing some weird timey wimey thing or like or, no, or it was girl. it was just Christopher Priest's usual like super like impenetrable storytelling, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, or like or like that the the girl was crazy because she like kept calling him Gramps and he was like thirteen and well, she she is the granddaughter of Peter Parker. Like she's from Old Man Logan's timeline. Yeah, but I'm saying, but like like that that Spider Kid, Spider Boy, that's not him. It's just well, he was he was a Peter Parker. So yeah, but like not her grandfather, obviously. Like I, I guess yeah, like it's... according, I guess you know, reading in between the lines, I guess I don't know if they come out and say this, but like it's like Spider Kid's Uncle Ben like molested him or whatever. Like yeah, they, that's why they yeah. Want to be so like he's like, I was wondering if he was like the Peter Parker from that one like oh no old like oh no <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one that like got bad touched or whatever. <laughs> but no, uh, is that is that is that a continuity patch that we don't need? <laughs> yeah. We did not need. Yeah. No. 
No, but like when when Priest was talking about like this series, like in an interview, he kind of said like, "Oh, I created a character that's like, like Spider Man's like Damian Wayne or mm. something." And I was like, "Is that supposed to be Spider Kid? Because he's not like a Damian Wayne at all." Like, what? Okay, but... Wait, is that is that Christopher Priest? Yeah. Why Why would they that. just credit him as Priest? Like, is it like a Prince <laughs> thing? Like, what? I don't get it because <laughs> no. i was i was looking at that and i was like priest and I was like is that christopher priest and i was like why isn't why don't they use his like i don't i don't know well i mean i guess that's kind of made up too right but i was just like i don't i don't understand like why is what who's priest like like i was like i was thinking of like you know image characters or something or whatever priest you know i was just like what is, is it the rob liefeld character like that's writing comics now like what's going on I got, well, I, since we're talking about Spider Force, considering me and Derek's sometimes often buttheartedness about classic characters getting killed off, even though he's not a classic character and he's one of your favorites, are you were you not happy that they were just like, okay, bye, Kane, see you later? Well, he didn't die. He he lived. Like he shows up at the end when Gwen like pulls her army in. Like they, she rescued. Yeah, she oh. rescued him and Spider Bitch and Spider Kid from that thing with her new like you know universe traveling ability or whatever but they they all lived yeah it seemed like a suicide mission but i don't like you know i kind of wanted to like spider force because i do like kane but like i don't know like it it seems like priest didn't have a good grasp on him as a character so he just kind of you know like you said derek it kind of seemed like it wanted to be like a like suicide spider force or Mm, whatever but like it no one, aside from, you know, Astro Spider or Spider-Knot or whatever, none of them died. And they, you know, I don't know, like, it kind of seemed like Kane was going to, was planning on, like, abandoning them all there or whatever. And... Yeah, they really made him seem like an asshole, yeah. Because when I, when I saw, you know, Spider-Bitch in it, I just thought, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, she'd be, you know, morally inclined to be part of, like, a Wetworks-type Spider-Men group or whatever. But then, like... She was, I mean, I, you know, I don't know, like, I, I mean, I suppose you could explain it as, like, anybody who's Peter Parker she'd have affection for, but I just, I just thought it was, like, she just felt like, I mean, did they do something different with her recently? Because I, I feel like it's just an apology or something. Just, just, just a disclaimer, because me and, it might appear to someone who is not familiar, familiar that me and Derek are being, like, you know, crass or whatever, but Spider Bitch is the official name given to her by her creator, Mark Millar. Well, see, that's the thing, they, they never, well, that's what I was wondering, is, like, is it, like, an apology because of things like that? Because, because the name is so off-putting, because it's, like, an African-American woman, like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, is it one of those things like it's now an embarrassment because they think, you know, like kids who watch the Spider-Verse movie are actually going to read these titles and they don't want them running around saying like Spider-Bitch or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like, I, I mean, that must be legitimate, right? Like they must have had a conversation about that. Like yeah, that, that we're, we're going to call yep. her, you know, I, I mean, I don't even know if she has a different name now. Like if she's just like her action figure is just spider girl, spider so. girl. Right. Oh, like, so I think was her, is her name Ashley? Yeah. Ashley Barton. Cause she, yeah, she is also, she is Clint Barton's daughter. And she I is like, Peter Parker's granddaughter and Clint Barton's daughter. Way to go, Clint. Wow. Woo! Yeah, Clint, Clint nailed Peter Parker's daughter in the Old Man Logan timeline. 
Classy Miller. Classy. Classy, classy Mark Millar stuff. Hey, yep. You know what I just thought of? If there was a Suicide Squad type Spider Man book, you know what they could call it? They could call it Spider Side. <laughs> ah, 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 so I'm dying here. <laughs> I'm dying. Um. So I, I one thing I thought, even though I wasn't like, I, I mean, I kind of like you, Mike. I wasn't like super engrossed in the Ghost Spider title. The one thing I was speculating about, and it turned out to be completely wrong because we've already established, like, the goblin in that alternate universe that, that Gwen goes to, or, you know, Spider, Ghost Spider, whatever, is another Gwen Stacy. And, like, I, I don't know why, but when I saw the cover with a with Ghost Spider fighting a blonde green goblin, I thought, wouldn't that be cool if it was Liz Allen? Like, and then I was like, oh, and then when I read it, I was like, oh, oh, that's not what it was. Never mind. You know, so I just gave up on that. But I, I thought that would have been like a cool idea. Like, instead of, you know, like if, if, if Gwen is, you know, quote unquote, Spider-Man and not Peter, like maybe Liz Allen would end up being Green Goblin and not Harry or something like that. Like, I thought that might be a, a cool take on it or whatever. I just, I just felt those issues were like more complicated than they had. Oh to yeah, be. yeah, like, and, and I, I don't like, know that they you know, exactly lined up either. You know, like yeah, yeah, and and like in, it, it, it was even like reflected in Gwen where she was like, I don't care about like any of this shit. Like I have to get back to the like the main event. Mm. Like let's let's move this along. Like let's let's go. <laughs> like and Peter Parker's like, oh, but you have to hear my whole life story. Like okay, listen. Like in this universe, like Harry was bitten by the spider. Like, and Gwen wanted to be the Green Goblin, and they were, like, best friends forever, and they fought, but then Gwen's dad died, and then Harry died, and then she went crazy, and now we try to get her back, and we need your help to do it, Gwen, and now you can't go back to the main story until you help us, Gwen, so help us, Gwen! Like, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. And you have a symbiote. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. I mean, that that was... I, I mean, other than... The, the, only, the only miniseries I liked less than Ghost Spider was probably vault of spiders like i don't know i just i mean i know there were some cool things that came out of it but i feel like if you like put all the characters in in vault of spiders on a dartboard and through you would hit a shitty one most of the time like <laughs> you know what i mean like like i think there... I, I did i did was it in that i did like the manga styled like takuya yeah story. yeah yeah, yeah. There, like, i mean there, there were there were like i said i don't think they were all bad but i just think like oh uh, you know spiders man and you know i don't know there, there there were just a bunch of things in that where i was just you know i'm not i'm not su i wasn't super feeling that in general even even just the presentation of it was just like it, it wasn't even like the edge of spider geddon where it's like here's a whole issue dedicated to this spider character so at least if you weren't up on them before you probably should have at least a vague understanding of what they're all about now whereas this like they couldn't even be bothered to delegate like you know, I don't know, whatever it is, like five to six pages to each of these guys. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's like, you know, Web Slinger's cool, but not cool enough for a whole issue. And I'm just kind of like, are you sure? Like, I to me, I'm <laughs> like, I would rather had a whole issue of Takuya in black and white or Web Slinger in, 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 in Vault of Spiders than have a few pages and then a bunch of other shitty Spider-Men also. 
you know like i don't know yeah, i just I, I i just wasn't i wasn't that into to those issues i did i mean you know and and then even though i do think spider girls is literally the writing antithesis to like a jim shooter style christos gage type story where you know things are at least new reader friendly where they they don't treat it like you should know all this stuff to begin with like i did think there was a nice moment the the moment where like i guess mayday and 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 annie like realize that they're kind of alternate universe sisters and they kind of tear up and everything because of that like i thought that was a pretty yeah that was i, I thought that was like, a pretty I, good I was, when i first read that i was like i'm not crying you're crying yeah, yeah i mean i mean it, it's a it's a you know it's a the feels moment but i mean i i, I thought it was i thought it was pretty well done that like whole series kind of like validated like annie may to me basically mm. because when renew your vows came out everyone was like well what's the point of doing a married couple peter and mary jane with a kid if it's not mayday like why why is that why why do you have a new daughter like what that what the hell happened to mayday and now like you know it turns out like and it's a very touching scene where it's like oh may did exist in that timeline but she died and, you know, it was a very, like, you know, emotional scene. And I, I was like, oh, well, okay, then. Then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Annie Mae isn't some, like, you know, nobody who just popped up out of nowhere. She's Mayday's little sister from another dimension, yeah. you know? So, like, that that kind of validated her for me. And, you know, both those scenes were, like, I thought were very touching. Speaking of validation, I feel like my purchase of Marvel Legends GameStop Spider-Man has been validated because of this crossover. <laughs> <laughs> He was the main character. Yeah, yeah. He's. He, I mean, I I watched like I didn't play the game, but I watched all the cutscenes and like he's you know like he's cool. Like he's you know kind of a Dan Slot like sort of Spider Man where he's kind of like a goofball and like you know he, he's still pretty cool, but like he I don't know like he has less of a I don't know how to put it like he he's kind of a little naive even though he's been Spider Man for like eight years. Like I think like. The game starts when he's like, you know, he's just graduated college or whatever. But like, I, I think I liked the moment with him when he like goes to Spinneret and like renew your vows. Spider-Man is like, are you MJ? And, you know, and then, you know, renew your vows. Peter is like, yeah, look, I'll tell you what I told every other Peter who asks me. Like, I don't know why me and MJ like are married in my universe and like no other. Like, you know, it, it you you got to, you know. Like, step your shit up, man, like, and don't let her go. Like, I guess trying to wrap up with some, some nice positives, I did really, I, I, I think I've always liked Clayton Crane, like, and I liked his art in Spider-Geddon Zero, where GameStop Spider-Man meets up with Superior Spider-Man. Like, I, I don't know, I've always thought his art was really cool, like, whether it's, like, X-Force or whatever, like, I, I, I really like it. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the fact that the art never seemed too choppy. I could tell, obviously, that different pencilers were doing, you know, different, you know, pages during the main, like, crossover. But everything, like, looked good. It wasn't like, you know, I was like, you know, ah, what is this, you know? That was cool. I, I, I was going to ask one more thing. I don't know if it's a positive or not, but, like, is the next series after this going to be Moreland Babies? Moreland Babies! Well, you'll note that they kept Morlin like alive and, you know, like, you know, Peter said, oh, we're going to turn him into a baby, too. But you don't see it. So it's, you know, 
it, it, there's room for them to say, oh, well, he escaped and now he's on the loose or whatever, because, you know, Moreland's such a classic Spider-Man villain or whatever. Ooh, but, thank yeah. God they yeah. patched yeah. that up. Yeah, exactly. At least, at least, like I said, he is the like OG like lameo. Like, and none of these <laughs> other lameos are like you know running around like. Huh. It's like Venom, Venom reabsorbed the five symbiotes or whatever, or turned them into babies, and now they're gone like for good. Like, hey, you guys, yeah. you guys want to hear a funny? Yes. So, so I've been reading this all day long and been posting images on Facebook when I you know finished out the regular you know, various miniseries and everything. And so uh, our good buddy from Bot Talk, Marts, commented on one of them and just, you know, was kind of like, what's, you know, what's Spider-Geddon? And I kind of explained it. And then, of course, he's like, well, this is Geddon out of hand. You know, so it's like, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I thought that was, thought that was uh, you know, I, I was waiting for uh, David Caruso to come out. And, good one. You know, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow. I, speaking of sunglasses, like I also liked when PS4 Spider-Man was like, because this was an ongoing joke in his game where he was like, "There's a real Spider Cop!" Like you have no idea how happy this makes me because he has like a whole routine in the game where, uh, like Yuri Watanabe's always like calling him for help, and he's like, you know, Spider Cop is on the case, and he does like all these like bits about Spider Cop, and he then he's like, hey, "Spider Cop's a real thing, like awesome." Like, I like how he looks kind of like the uh, the the policeman from like the Village People too. <laughs> yeah, the mustache. Yeah, yeah, he's got like a mustache and the mirrored shades. Did, yeah. did you guys notice the Stan Lee Spider Man too? Like in one of the group shots, like there was a like just a Spider Man body with a Stan Lee head. No, oh gosh, that's funny. And as that's universe, so I'm Spider Man. I invented me. <laughs> I invented me. <laughs> I find that after some suit always fits. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah. No, I I, I would I, say I enjoyed this more than Spider-Verse. I think it was better than Spider-Verse. Yeah, I think I think it was a lot better than Spider-Verse. Like I was I was kind of like looking into like where where this is collected like in trade and like so far they only have like it all split up into different trades, but maybe in a year or two they'll have like, you know, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Geddon complete, like, Omnibus or whatever, and have it all in one place, and then maybe I'll think about purchasing it. All right, well, I guess if, if there are no further thoughts, we're going to wrap things up for tonight. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast on Spider-Geddon, but it's time for us to be getting out of here. So, if you want to send us any emails, you can reach us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. We can be found on fanholspodcast.blogspot.com where you can review all the backlog of our episodes. Comics, motherfucker, do you read them? And we have other spinoff shows as well. We've got the Fanholes Podcast proper, of course, the show that started it all. We've got Mobile Suit Mondays, Toku Thursdays, Transformers Tuesdays. We've got Sentai Saturdays. We've got Justice, not entirely dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast, and Big in Japan, where we talk about anime. So if you've liked checking out this podcast, we hope you enjoy or consider checking out all the other shows that we have on our network. And we can be found on Stitcher Radio. We can be streamed there. We are on iTunes, and we are on all kinds of social media. We're on 
Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course we appreciate all the likes, shares, retweets, feedback, hearts, etc. that we receive. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, swinging the hell out of here, signing off. Hey, it's Mike. You basic forever! This is your bacon buddy, Justin, signing off. Oh, this is Tony, and I don't know. I went a little crazy for a couple years, but I'm okay now. I only died 27 times.
this British guy came out of a portal telling me that we must defeat <laughs> Megatron or the entire universe is going to be destroyed. <laughs> it is our mission. Our web of life is in danger. Is that, is that going to be the synopsis? Spider-Verse! 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 We are the Web Warriors! We will kill, like, you know, most of the guys you like. Spider-UK! Battle the forces of the evil inheritors! Spider-Gwen! Yeah. And the rest, and then like, like... <laughs> oh god, that was another like oddity. And I'll just bring this up really quick, and you can whatever add it in late, like at the end of the podcast. But like, what, did did you notice like at the the end with the six sixteen guys, like Spidey twenty ninety nine was there, and I yeah. was like, but yeah. he wasn't in it at all. Like, and is he really like six sixteen like two like like I don't that, know. Yeah, is he, is he really from twenty ninety nine? Yeah, yeah. I think he I, went. Yeah. I, like I, I didn't read that last Peter David series, but I think he went back to his future. Like at the end of it, I don't. Justin, did you read that or? What? Sorry, I was away for a minute. So, did you read uh, the last uh, Spidey twenty ninety nine series? Um, I, I lost interest after Secret Wars. Like, I was reading it, and then Secret Wars derailed it. And then yeah. when it came back, it was, I don't know, it was like Peter David was more in love with like 2099 Black Female Cap and all these other characters, and it was less about uh, Miguel. So I kind of like did, lost did interest. He go, did he go back to his future? Or uh, I don't even know. I didn't even finish yeah, the series. I, I, I was just saying, like, he shows up in that end, like, group scene with all the, like, 616 I, guys, and I was like, why is he there? Like, he didn't even do anything this entire event, but... Yeah, I noticed that, and I was like, oh, uh, well, at least they remembered him, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's, like, his new thing. He's just always in the after credit, you know? <laughs> Maybe they just added him in when they realized he was going to be, in, like, have a cameo in Spider-Verse or whatever. They were like, I gotta sell him too, like even even briefly. Quit pointing. I'm not pointing you. You're pointing you're pointing at me. Anyway, yeah. Um, I don't know. Which is a shame. I like I like Spider Spider Man twenty ninety nine, but no. This was not Spider Man twenty ninety nine's book, so I would have been annoyed if he wasn't used more, so my cameo is fine. Yeah. Hmm. At least he didn't horribly die or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there's anybody safe from these like, you know, semi-annual like cleansings. But <laughs> no, they're they're. I don't think they're gonna like Derek said. I think they they know they have a like proven franchise like hook with Spider Verse now. So I think they're gonna keep as many of these Spider people around as possible. Yeah, <laughs> I I had this weird thought while reading this and seeing like. Uh what's the best word civilians like some of the the posts i was making you know like non-comic people and, and it made me think like oh they've seen spider-verse so they know who spider-gwen is and it made me feel weird thinking like spider-gwen's probably more of a household name now than say like i don't know black knight or you, you know what i mean like like it's just just somebody <laughs> yeah. you know like where it's like and you're like thinking well you know some characters have been around a hell of a lot longer but 
now it's like, you know, Spider-Gwen's essentially a household name or like, you know, people, people know who Spider-Ham is now, you know, like, I was like, that's, like strange that like grandma yeah. probably knows who spider ham is you know just like just like it was strange for a while where you're like grandma knows who iron man is you know like type thing you know yeah yeah it's like uh... well i mean you know especially when you grew up like we did Derek. like when when you know i was a teenager slash you know preteen like the two biggest characters or two biggest comics were always x-men and spider-man you know, if, if you like Batman, you were still cool, but, like, it was all X-Men, all Spider-Man, and you, you would never believe there was a time where the Avengers were more popular than the X-Men, you know? Yeah. If they wanted to do, like, a, well, I think they are going to do, like, a Spider-Gwen, like, spinoff or whatever. Like, I don't know what they're going to, you know, call it, or, like, you know, they might just do, like, a Spider-Girls or something, like, thing, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you think they're going to try to make Ghost Spider stick, or... They're, I guess. They're trying, they're trying yeah. really hard. Yeah, they're trying really hard, yeah. I think that's what she's called in that Marvel Rising yeah. short thing, yeah. too. <clears throat> is, it, is it just because she's she's literally white and has a hood? <laughs> I like, I've read, like, some of her follow-up issues, and it, it kind of seemed like, at first, like, she was going to have the ability to, like, talk to, like, the ghosts of, like, deceased, like, spider people or whatever, but they kind of, like, oh. dropped that. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. In fact, I should have I should have told you guys to read like the very next issue of Spider Gwen, like after this event, because it's it is kind of a aftermath to this event. Like she goes around since I guess since she's the only one who can open portals now, she goes around to like to uh, Spider Man Noir's like universe and like tell gives them the news that he died and whatever and. Uh, you know, she just goes around like g- delivering news to people. Hey, good news! Your Spider-Man's dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You basic. See ya, <laughs> bitches. Basic. I'm outie. I'm outie. Two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> you know the hero to save your city. How times he dead. <laughs> Excuse don't worry. Me. He's gonna come back, and it'll be Nicholas Cage. Like it'll be yeah. fine. And he'll have a hat. They'll have, have a hat, hat and they'll have this Rubik's hat. cube that he don't know what to do with. Wait, this is the same. This is the same Spider-Man nor uh, as before, but he's got a new hat. <laughs> he's got a hat, Larry. Everybody loves him. He's got that, a Rubik's cube. That that's like a Smithers. He's got a new hat. <laughs> <laughs> I want him. I want him. I want him. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That's that's. That's uh, Spider-Verse and Spider-Geddon boiled down to, like, basics. The Spider-Man with a new hat. The Spider-Man with a hat. This reality is completely 100% the same, except Spider-Man wears a hat in it. That's how they're going to change uh, uh, the toy so they can release a new one. It's, like, going to be the same exact mold, but he's going to have a hat. <laughs> oh, do you know, like, like I mean, I, I grabbed, like, my Bob the Goon hat, which didn't fit him at all for a photo, but I know, like, they th- there were dudes that totally made, like, custom fedoras yeah, that fit I think fit on eBay, the, is a dude who makes them. Yeah. He is part of the Fan Holes Podcast and a trader. Take him away! 